right, guys. Welcome back to the Broken Hour Podcast. I'm your host, Henry Portillo, my co-host. Sebastian Morales. And today, guys, this gentleman up here, if you can see, uh, we got a new guest this week. Yeah. First new. time ever. So Completely got, new. I think the down. recent guest has been like yeah, someone same people. Our audience hate them, but it's all good. Yeah, nah. we, we got a new face, new voice. Our good friend Marco's here, man. So what's up? What's up, y'all? It's good to be here. Yeah, yeah, man. How do you feel being in front of the camera just seeing that fucking thing pointing at you, bro? Um, I, I feel pretty good. I mean, yeah. I'm not too camera shy. I also feel like, uh, you know, this is like yeah. my porn star initiation. It is, bro. We're going to bring <laughs> out people out right folks. now. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but we're here uh, dressed like bums. This man came in here looking like a Bad Bunny concert just happened or some shit. Yeah. So. Did you go to that? I did not. I'm too broke for this concert. I went yeah. to this last one. <laughs> for this concert? <laughs> no, I mean. Those tickets do go for a lot, bro. Yeah, and like Facts. everyone and their mamas went, bro. It's crazy. Like all the paisas and fucking, you know, it was crazy. <laughs> like Lopez went, and I was like, God damn, this man shit is money. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we wanted to get in. We wanted to get Margo's in just because we've been friends. I was thinking about this today. So usually when we have a podcast coming up, I'm always thinking, okay, what's going to happen? Like I just think about it. And I was thinking about like our friendship. Like we all, I think we all met each, each you oh, at same the same time, time mm-hmm. which was um, 2019. Yeah, 2019, end of 2019. And uh, now over the years, you know, we became we talking more. Because I remember when when I met you, you were working at Apple, and you had this other job. You oh, had shit, two jobs yeah. at the time, Apple. I forgot where. I think it was Schwab. I I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. This was pre-pandemic, but it was Apple. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I yeah. just got back. I just yeah. got back from DC. That's when I met. Yeah, that's when he came back. Cause I remember Eric Lopez like, yeah, man, I got my boyfriend here. I was like, wait, hold on, cut. <laughs> no, he's, like, he's like, hey, uh, he's like, I got my friend coming up, and I was like, all right, cool. And I remember we all got in a car. It was kind of crammed. Were you there? I don't think you so. Don't think I don't so. remember being in a crammed car. Yeah, we're in a crammed car, but um, um, yeah. So and also he just said he, you know, this man. So you went to DC. What was that for? Um, I was doing a fellowship. It was like my last semester in college. That's what I did right before I graduated. Um, and I worked for, it was like a civil rights group organization. Mm-hmm. Really, I was just like exploring, getting my feet wet out there, seeing if politics were for me, consulting, different kind of shit. Because that's what you graduated with, no? I graduated with political science, but like um, I started off in engineering. And honestly, I'm like one of those dudes that just, I like exploring shit. yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Testing the waters and everything, you know. Exactly. Try to figure out because it's hard. Like we talked about thing. I, I, we talked about this, and Sebastian agreed with like every college student. I switched my majors three times, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it sucks because you know, you, I mean, you're trying to figure out what you want to do. It pushes you back a little bit, but I mean, it's you gotta. You see people out there right now mm-hmm. graduating with degrees that they're even like really like. You know what I'm saying? Or really pursuing or whatever you know yeah. and that's kind of my fear so i took i made sure to take my time and i'm pretty sure right now you're in a different field and uh, i think sebastian and i would like to talk about that which we were talking off air that you just came back from a trip to like visiting the campus of harvard man yeah so uh this this summer was a pretty crazy one um super super hard summer i, I was at harvard um preparing to take the lsat which if you guys uh maybe don't know the lsat is the entry exam to get into law school not even to be a lawyer but just to get into a law school and it's usually either first place or tied with uh the medical school one as being the hardest test in the world Mm. 
And this test is like one you literally can't study for. Mm. Like every test is different. There's nothing you memorize, nothing you can read to brush up on it. It's just base, you know, it just tests you on your logic, your reasoning. And it's a hard ass test, dude. So I have to take it serious. Damn. So you haven't officially taken it yet or you're getting ready to? Yeah, I'm I'm practicing for it right now. My mm. official one, I haven't decided when I want to do it. Um, maybe at the beginning of next year is what I'm planning on. Because it's tough, man. I mean, yeah. th- this test will humble you. You you come out of, you know, sometimes your college exam and you get 100 and you're like, yo, fuck, I rocked yeah. that shit. This shit is too easy. College ain't nothing. Yeah. But this test will humble the fuck out of you, man. It'll make you literally think, oh, shit, I don't even know how to speak English. <laughs> Damn, bro. And, I couldn't imagine. And look, I mean, the, the environment you're in. You're in one of the best colleges or, sorry, universities mm. in, what, the world? So, like. That's like really intimidating. I'd be like, oh hell no! Like, it's just a different, uh, it's a different vibe, it's a different environment. You really have to step it up. Yeah. And I feel like that's something you just mentioned that you really had you, it happened to you. Yeah, one hundred percent, man. Uh, I think what made me feel more comfortable over there, because I think everybody feels that way, especially when you meet people who who are going there. When you meet the professors, you're definitely intimidated as hell, man. Yeah. Like you feel like such a little rock in the world, but. Especially, I, I would say my experience there with like the people of color, the Hispanic people, the black people, um, they kind of let you know that, hey, when we first got here, we went through the same shit too. So mm. it's normal for you to feel in any new field, you know, like, man, I don't belong here. That's because like as human beings, we naturally compare ourselves to like the best. Yeah. You know, you play basketball once and you're like, damn, I'm no Michael Jordan. Right. But it takes practice. Yeah. It takes a while for you to start picking it up and maybe you won't get there, but shit, you'll be a lot better than when you started. Is that like one of the first things that you were thinking about when you like did your first class or whatever? You started like seeing like who's, because for me like back in school when I went to school it's like okay who's the sm- who's smart who's like the smartest in here, and like did you do some of that like you just in your own head yeah. type some shit? observation yeah. <laughs> scouting so, yeah, yeah. No, I feel like you do that naturally naturally like, right anything, oh, yeah. 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 no yeah. like shit like even when when we play soccer when oh, we go yeah. you know we're like fuck this guy you yeah. know this guy's fucking legit yeah. you know I want to be on his team yeah. I, I feel like that's just you know human Normal. nature you do that yeah. well, that shit's crazy but after time you start to realize that I think specifically with someone's intellect is that someone's intellect can be very very niche mm-hmm. like oh shit they're good at writing but they suck at speaking um, and maybe the class is twofold. So are they really a good student? Mm-hmm. Maybe only halfway there. So I think that's like the the interesting part of uh, academics. Whenever you try to do that, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like I, this is just a hunch. But the reason why you're going to uh, trying into law school is it for immigration law? If I remember correctly, I feel like that's um, that's something that's really interesting to me. Um, just immigration law to me, and especially living in Texas. Dang, is it because it's Kenbra? No, no, it's because I remember you talked about it. Like, yeah. it didn't come out during like, Hispanic Heritage yeah. Month, bro. The racism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put up in the Serrano <laughs> immigration <laughs> law. <laughs> Damn, where's the mariachi hat? <laughs> no, because I remember you talking about that, but now, like, just seeing that you're in trying. So, so for anybody that doesn't know, because I didn't know in the beginning, because then we asked them before the podcast was like so this is a pre-pro or like a program that you're able to get into to help you get ready for the LSAT or like how does that work yeah so what this program tries to get you I mean you could have already practiced for it but they prefer if you're kind of like a blank slate Mm. you take your first test and then they want to they basically it's almost like imagine if you're learning how to swim and they just throw you into that eight foot side of the pool Mm. you know they're gonna see you drown 
But at the end of the day, they're going to come back and pick you up. And then for the rest of the program, they start teaching you how to swim, how to paddle. They give you the floaties. And then they start letting you go to deeper waters, deeper waters. And each and every time you have coaches that are trying to help you, you know, mm. how to navigate it a little bit easier. So that it's not scary to do it on your own anymore. Because eventually, I mean, the test is a different animal from practice to the actual day when you have someone staring at you the entire time and you're not taking the test immediately and there's like insane anxiety in your head. So there's literally like such strong mental fortitude that you have to build up for it. Uh, that's outside of this. The program, what it wants to do is to at least teach you what you can learn for the test. So if you're maybe someone who's, who's scoring in the just, I guess, just to put it in easier numbers, but if you're scoring maybe 50s and 60s so that they can put you by the end of the program in 70s and 80s. Mm, that's a... And what's the coolest thing you saw, like, over there? So besides uh, the whole academic thing, like, just getting to travel, because you mentioned that you were able to go see the campus and everything. Yeah. What was your favorite part about that? Man, I, I'll tell you that I think the people are always the coolest part. Um, mm. Yes, like, a bunch of them are smart as hell. But I think it's so interesting when you get to hear people's backgrounds and how their paths led to right in front of you at that moment. So I got to meet a lot of people who literally just from all different backgrounds, you know, mm. Cuban refugees, and then you meet Somalian refugees, or you meet a Navy veteran, uh, a female Navy, sorry, a female Navy veteran that was in charge of, you know, her platoon. So like, this super diverse background and everyone's here for a common cause you know to fucking kill this test um i think that was the cool part and then besides that we actually did a fucking ghost tour of harvard a ghost tour yeah he loves yeah. that type of shit bro he <laughs> over here liking that spooky shit yeah no that's true yeah. um especially with women no i'm joking <laughs> but <laughs> that, that, uh, but yeah that's interesting you say that because i heard a lot of rumors about Harvard, and there's a lot of conspiracies when it comes to stuff like that and some other stuff. Really? We don't like, have to get into. Like that what? Well, Wait, I'm curious. Like fucking murders in that school? Or what's that? Ah, uh, man. This is what I'll say. Because we talked about this. Yeah, the few times I was there, there was a shitload of bur burglaries that was happening. Oh, wow. You would think this is like the number Harvard. one university. Like, when you hear Harvard, world, you're like, You're safe. Yeah. You're in there, you know. But people was getting mugged, stolen. Whoa. You know, all this shit, bro. And then... One of my teachers who went there to Harvard Law, he told mm. me how, like, it would have been the person who sits right next to him just stopped showing up to class one day. And it didn't take them, like, a couple of weeks to find out that the dude had uh, had committed suicide in his room. Oh, and man. it was just, like, a little everyday thing they put on the paper, like, you know, just a new student died. But it, like, puts into perspective that sometimes what we think, that, you know, being at Harvard academically is maybe the number one thing everyone should strive for. It's also like, well, at what cost? You yeah. Know, like this insane pressure that families, society puts on yeah. you if you go there. Like that shit's insane, dude. Yeah. And some some people, it's not that they can't handle it. It's just that, man, some shit just gets too heavy. It, it makes me think of like the Japanese culture when it comes to school and work. Yeah, oh, they have like a there. strong like work ethic, like where you're supposed to be there, yeah. like grinding your ass. So that's what you're supposed hours. to do. The crazy thing about mentioning like going to school and then unfortunately a student committing suicide um, my girlfriend came back from Barbados from med school and shit, but somebody did unfortunately commit suicide there and her boyfriend actually posted a few things about her. And what's true, the trippiest thing is like all like he even puts in the description how hard it is to see 
that someone's going through that when you're spending time with them and having fun. And that's what he posted. But then like all this is happening in the background. They're so good at hiding it, like where it's very hidden. Uh, and I know they're not trying to like put a burden on someone that they're feeling this way. But what's the creepiest thing about it? What's the scariest to me is like, how are you ever going to know that someone's going through that? Like uh, what happens if you even try to out reach out to them? They can be, they can put the best act of like, no, I'm fine. But like, that's, that, that's the trippiest thing. They just mentioned that like, oh, that's happening in med, med schools, law schools, like schools where there's a shit ton of stress coming into this, even from like what you said about like expectation from families. If you're a first gen, a college student, or you're raised a certain way to get good grades, no matter what, um, where it, it, a lot of that shit builds up and. I didn't know that about Harvard, man, because like literally like when I hear Harvard, I was like, dude, if you're there, mm -hmm. you're fucking in like you're like in the best school because like it's in movies as well, like movies, yeah. TV shows. Yeah. Like you hear the the characters going to Yale or trying to get excited to Yale or Harvard. That's the craziest part about it. I didn't know like that creepy shit was happening over yeah. there and ghost tours. Like, how was that? That shit was pretty some well too, scary man. shit. Yeah, they oh, like shit. we went throughout the entire campus, like walking through it in the dark. Yes, at nighttime oh, and everything. Yeah. There's graveyards like right next to campus too. Oh hell yeah! So, <laughs> dude, you see, bro, he's yeah. about that shit, bro. He's yeah. getting a hard on. Yeah, nah, hell no, <laughs> dude, he loves that shit. It scares me. I'm like, dude, something's wrong with you. No, but yeah. But no, man, that that stuff's really cool. I mean, you go through the history because one, the the campus is in Cambridge, which is right next to Boston. That's one of the oldest cities in America. Yeah. So just imagine, like, mm. literally, if you think about it, how many dead people have already, you know? Yeah. Sit, like yeah that's the one of the oldest hubs of where we started burying people yeah. right boston uh, all that shit was wild you go around and they start telling you about historical facts and then i think what they what the ghost tour really tried to focus on was places like hubs near the campus where there's been like multiple multiple reports of ghosts or something mm. something paranormal damn so there's like shit at the subway station there's stuff at like some of the eating uh uh like eating hubs my favorite one, and one that I try to tell Henry a little bit about, was there's um, my favorite conspiracy, and I guess it's not technically ghosts, but it's part of the conspiracy, is that after World War II, there was a psychologist that the military, that the U.S. military had hired, who comes back and does his research, continues to do it at Harvard. Um, now most people think of this program or know it by the name of MK Ultra, and this is the idea that we were trying to figure out ways to basically control the human mind um, Whoa. to its fullest extent. Um, different tactics, but the way that this specific professor did it was, it's like if you would be sitting down in a room with a camera in front of you and mm -hmm. you would be professing, what are your ideas? What are your values? Like everything you believe that the world ought to be, you know, explaining yourself, you know, it's like if you're talking to your therapist, right? You know, you're full vulnerability. Mm. The video recording is going to be studied then by a Harvard Law student who is going to look at all the shit you're saying and he's going to rip you apart next time you go to one of these sessions. So the Harvard Law student would be like, so you believe in peace? Then why do you act this way and stuff like this? To make you really consider like, holy shit, like my values are pretty fucked up. Um, obviously, they went like really, what really deep into this. Fuck? But then afterwards, what they would do is then the third session, they would make you before, you know, before you'd speak to the law student again, 
they would make you rewatch like everything from last week so that you could look like a complete and utter idiot on camera. And it just like really fucks with your psyche because you're like, holy fuck, I've been believing this my entire life. Someone who I met for like five minutes literally just destroyed me on my reasoning, my logic, everything I understand or believe in this world. And then just look at me. I literally look like a fool. So what would that do to your mind? Whoa. You know? Um, I'll leave there crying. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a piece of shit. (laughs) Pretty much, man. Damn. I think like the coolest part out of this, I mean, it's really fucked up thing that came out of this. I think it was, I forget if it was 20 or 30 subjects that they decided to do Mm. this experiment on. And this is why it's such a big conspiracy. They've only released one name of one person that was confirmed to be a Harvard student who went through that fucking mental torture. Yeah. And when he grew up, he ended up becoming the Unabomber, which is one of America's most famous serial killers who would start setting bombs in random places around the country because he believed that essentially technology was fucking us up. So a lot of people are like, well, this Harvard professor caused that. You know, they fucked with his psyche so much. They they took an ideal kid who was just a, a math prodigy who wanted to get his Harvard degree and fucked him up to society. Yeah, that, Damn. yeah, like the our conversation that we had is is now coming back to me, like how we talked about um like these evil geni- geniuses, right? Basically, mm-hmm. and uh, that was one example of that. You know, that is crazy, man. I think that like and it's weird that like it's not even like some crazy shit you see on TV or movies where it's like you stare at a screen, and it's like that sword thing, and you're gonna get mind control. It's like legit. Like they're trying to like fuck up your head. And what what that brings up to me, like what like you know, like that game or like that psychology thing, like word association. Mm-hmm. Like this whole thing they were talking about, what made me think of was like those um I forgot what you were what you call them, but it's like the people that led cults. Um I know they're called cult leaders, but um does anybody know like a Spazane? I mean, I know what you're talking about. I don't know their name. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I want, I want. It's because I saw a show called Mind Hunters that they talked about it and shit. It was like, how fuck, dude. Now I have to remember, bro. Jeffrey Don't No. Damn, bro. I need to figure out. Once you guys go off on a conversation, I'm gonna Google it because there was this one that they were known to like. He was able to lead them and like kill fucking people, and like just the like. Mansons? Yeah, there we go. Oh, those things. Yeah, bro. Yeah. I, I couldn't think. It was like in the tip of my fucking tongue. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. I was like, what the fuck? Like, some of the conspiracy is that he was actually one of those Harvard subjects. Whoa. Because it all like it all falls in the timeline. Like, yeah. literally, of the oh, timeline really? of when this professor was there and when apparently, like, Manson went crazy and all this shit. Like, that's why, that's why they've Damn. never released the other name of the subjects because they say that the U.S. government and Harvard is too ashamed. Because like Damn. The, the fucked up shit. Because he like led people, did. right? He because Manson did lead people to yeah. do some fucking crazy well, shit, right? There's more conspiracy on Ma- Manson that I learned about like the CIA taught him about LSD and how to like drug well, people. Happened, yeah, man. yeah, corrupt. So yeah. LSD like made him go fucking nuts. Like they yeah. just gave it to him. Like, and it was by the CIA. They knew about it. They just let it slide. Damn. You know now what I'm saying? I had to look into this shit. There's a lot of conspiracies theory. This shit is wild. Dude. Damn, the yeah, Harvard man. shit. Dennis. I remember there was another, wasn't there like another project of something similar where they put, they made these students feel like they were, they were in prison almost. I forgot. Oh, was, that's at Stanford. The Stanford, Stanford prison experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I saw that one on my hundred as well. They talk about the Stanford prison experiment. I really forgot like what actually goes down in that shit, but supposedly like it fucked with their heads really bad or some shit. Yeah. So that one was a really cool one because it's like, 
It was like basically pr- it proved that a person can change themselves based on their title or position, like their ability to think they have power. So if we give someone a bat and a you know a badge, yeah, well they feel superior to someone who is who technically doesn't. an inmate. And oh, then wow. how they beat the shit out of each other and just tortured each other when they were literally the equivalent. They were the same students at the beginning of the project. But they just told them, like, yeah. you're this. Yeah. And how little and little over time, there's nothing that's changing in there besides their titles and their roles. Damn. Damn. You, you just get to see how that role changes someone. Yeah, it makes someone barbaric, Interesting, man. man. You'd be, I think that's the one thing that... Um, if oh, before you say it, you want to talk like this, oh. just yeah. we don't. You're smart as fuck. I don't want any of these words to go to waste. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> you know, you're smart as no, fuck, for bro. Real. He's no, right. I'm like He's dead right. ass serious. Like, I don't want any of this shit being. Because like when you're talking about these conspiracies, like I'm like, oh shit, this is some creepy shit. So I don't want anything get wasted, bro. Because I like I like hearing this shit. That's yeah. what I want to share. With everybody. Uh, what were you saying? Well, I just think that. That's like the one thing that I feel like a lot of people, if they put in a lot of effort, you could either do a lot of good shit in this world mm. or some really evil shit in this world. You know, like yeah. one of the ones that makes me think of was the little cult that I believe was in Guyana, like South America. There was this guy from the U.S. who like convinced a bunch of people to go out over in the, over there with him to be in his village, like his little uh, paradise. And he was like literally the cult leader. The U.S. government was like keeping an eye out on him just to see like what the hell they're going. Is this where about. the drink the Kool Aid came exactly from? Exactly where it comes yeah. from. Okay, yeah. But imagine what does it take for someone to convince you yeah, to like bro. not even question something? Like, oh shit, my leader said to drink this Kool Aid and I'll go to paradise. Because, like, let's think about it like this: if you if you just translate that, people are like faithfully drinking this stuff to go to heaven. That's basically what the Catholic Church be doing every Sunday. Yeah. Right. And that's been years and years of conditioning in our mind that, you know, this is normal. So it makes you think, like, how much of your decisions are really yours? Yeah. And how many mm. are, you know, influenced by a lot of things that you just, you know, believe yeah, in believe these powerful in. people. Yeah. It is fucking crazy, bro. Because, like, they talked about the documentaries, like, how, like, how they lived in. It was a pretty much shitty village where, like, he just told you to do something, you do it. I was like, damn, bro. Like, you guys don't think to yourselves, like... Nah, man, this is fucked. I don't want to be here. But I feel like he targets people that feel like almost lost. Like, yeah. Like, what do you, you don't know what you want to do? So why don't you do this? Here's the idea that yeah. I'm throwing at you. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is smart cool. in his, in his sense, you know. Henry's he, now gonna be another leader. He's, gonna be one <laughs> nah. of the He's like no. studying and shit. No, it's interesting. It's really interesting. Yeah. Well, if you really want to get to be one of those, I actually took a class and I found this shit so interesting. This was my undergrad. I took a class on terrorism. And it, it, it wasn't, I mean, I'm a Whoa. weird guy. I'm not trying to be a terrorist or nothing. No, no, I know, but it's like interesting. <laughs> I, just see, they, I just see a C4 on there. No, but like, it's interesting to learn, like, it is very interesting yeah. to learn how can somebody think this is okay. Exactly, man. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I think in that class, what I found the most interesting, and it was a cool-ass professor, the dude was really funny too, um, was how terrorist groups recruit others. And it's how, like you said, both of y'all did. They literally go and try to seek the most bullied people, the people who are most broken in society, and they give them the opportunity to join a cause, to be, you know, to have purpose, to mm. be part of a family. And that itself is like enough for even people in Mexico who are leaving Mexico to go to the Middle East and join Al Qaeda. 
Like that oh. shit That shit was wild to me When I was seeing Actual really? stories of people From like Latin American countries Then I'm like bro Like what the fuck Y'all just speak You know you got a nopal In your frente and everything yeah. Like what the hell Are you doing <laughs> Bices going over there, there For oh, real hell, And it's Whoa. just like They convince people like that They target people like that oh. And they look for them Like actively On Twitter On Facebook Cause they're trying to find you. Oh, even like that, you think they even do that? Like Twitter, like social media, 100%, they try to. One hundred percent, man. They get text messages. One hundred percent. Hey, if you join now, you'll get this for free. Like <laughs> yeah. shit, like that. Dad did not know that they were that bold to even like look for people for, in social media like that. Yeah, dude. No, they. Oh. They have to. If you really, I mean, when I sat and thought about it, I was like, if I were to be in that organization, you got to work ten times harder than the people trying to catch you. So you got to be, you know, you got to hide yourself like a fucking yeah. hacker for everything you post. You got to be on Bitcoin and everything yeah. before it's even big, you know, which they were. That's mm-hmm. how they funded fucking half of their attacks. Yeah. So Damn. these dudes are like 10 steps ahead of us to get their shit done. Now we're getting better at like stopping them, but it's these people are literally thinking so much of covert secret operations, shit that we're not thinking about. At least that's what I think. Damn, bro. Damn, bro. Now I'm about to start cult. <laughs> Don't join Henry's call. Nation, that's what I'm calling. Nation. Um, something that's I want to uh, bring up because you we we talked you mentioned this and it just stick to my mind because I'm very like uh, something I feel like you and I have in common uh, is that we're both interested in like philosophy, psychology, religion. You know what I'm saying? And I I try I studied world religion in college a little bit for like a semester. It was really interesting to me. But you brought you said something to this you said this to me the other day where at Blue Sky you said uh how how um Eastern what was it Eastern religion is more calmer or less what was it? I don't wanna fuck that um, up for you. I believe I said that Eastern religions are like more accepting. Yeah. Than Western, Western religions. Yeah. I think in the West, which just for everybody, when I talk about Western religions, I'm talking about the big three, Christianity islam and uh judaism Judaism. so i think the three of us if you really get three of us in a room we're each going to talk about you know what makes Mm -hmm. us different why our religion is better but if you take in the eastern philosophies you know your buddhists your taoists um your hindus they're going to be like oh you know i respect you and i respect what you're about i'm on my path and you're on your path you know, with respect, obviously, each one thinks, uh, you know, there has their own set of core principles, but it's much more accepting than we are. Um, mm. And that's like some shit that eventually, like, I wish we would adopt some of that mentality. You know, we don't have to take their ideas. I'm not saying to change religions, but they're just a much more welcoming people. It it just it's so this is so true. You know, I feel like Sebastian would agree with that, too, in the sense of like. When it comes to Buddhism and Hinduism and all that and Taoism and Confucianism, like what I've learned at this uh, at small time was that uh, you know a lot of the religion uh, you probably remember which one it was, but like a lot of them accept, oh you believe in God, that's fine, come in, like you know what I'm saying. Um, uh, I talked to my dad about this. My dad's a very Christian, like straight, like he tries to walk the path of the Lord, and. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I've talked to him about this where I was watching this documentary with, uh, with Morgan Freeman, which I regularly recommend you to listen or watch, sorry. And he goes, uh, the, the first like episode is called What is Evil? And he goes to different religions to talk about what is evil, what is the devil portrays in your religion or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he goes to Christianity, you know, you hear the you know, devil is all bad, all evil. 
and then he goes to a Buddhism. He talks to monks, and this is why I love Buddhism. I read a lot like Buddhism. I I love their philosophy. It's I see it more of a philosophy than religion, but um, you know, and obviously in Christianity we talk about oh, Satanas is evil, like be gone, devil, like whatever, cross, whatever. In Buddhism, they have the philosophy is like. Um, they, what they talk about in documentary is like when it comes to the devil or a demon, we'll invite them in for a cup of tea, and try to talk to them and try to turn them to like the the good side. And you know, obviously, I talked to my dad about that, and he's like, "Oh no, you can't do that. You can't turn evil to you know what I'm saying." Yeah. So it's just like you can see the difference between two uh, philosophy, two religions, and it's uh, like we said, it's yeah, it's pretty interesting, you know. One hundred percent, man. So. The next story I'm about to say is something that I actually got from a Facebook post. Oh, God. <laughs> so it could get really wild. But I just, it's probably not true, but I love the story of it because I think it points out a lot of things within Christianity. Mm. The story was that there was a little girl in Mexico who was like dirt, dirt poor. And the story starts from when she's like five years old and she grows up all the way to like 13. And every single day she would say a prayer every night, just part of her faith. Mm. One day, like around the age of 13, her mom overhears her because she's like praying extra and hears that not only is she praying for family, you know, for health, for all the normal things, you know, Christians pray for. She was also praying um, for Lucifer. And mom like walks in, barges in and she's like, what the hell are you doing? You know, why would you pray to the devil like that is so bad of you? The girl responds with like, uh, well, no one else prays for the devil. So... That's why I do it. Damn. And it made me think like, okay. you know, our our religion in Christianity, because I believe we're all Christian here, or we were raised up Christian maybe. Um, if we're not, well, I'm pretty sure like it's with no, us. Yeah, 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 pretty yeah. much. Pretty so, much. Um, it just makes me think because in that religion, you're supposed to, like it's it's the message of love. That's That was the New Testament after Christ's death. Yeah. You're supposed to love unconditionally, you know, love the world, bring more love into the world. But we won't love the devil because we're taught that that one thing is the one thing you can't love. And this girl was like, you know, went unconventional and she said, I'm pray for him. I, I hope that he ends up having a better future and stuff like that. Damn. Um, that was my favorite message of the post. The Facebook post also went on to say that like the girl died of an accident like two years later and that a strange man in like a black hat appeared and paid for the funeral and signed the receipt with like the letter L. Um, for love just, yeah <laughs> from love but, wow. that is crazy yeah I, I mean who knows if the story's true or not but i think that the message you would say generally speaking if you went to any catholic christian household you're not supposed to and someone prayed yeah. to lucifer you know that that's the wor yeah. that's one of the worst things you could do no like you go you know? to more church sessions yeah. no like, for no, real like gotta... that's 100 percent true like um i've talked about it in countless of time in this podcast like i grew up in a very strict christian uh household when i was a kid and i remember like we would go to like ah uh, what's that christian church uh christian story called myrtle myrtle something something like that i remember i would see like and or like when you go to like pulgas and like like in plaza you see like statues of like the devil and shit and i remember that i was scared the shit out of me like just because of the stories i grew up listening yeah. to you know the devil and you know uh manipulating adam and eve and like stuff like that is just like uh it's pretty interesting there's a lot of i don't know this based the show lucifer i don't know if you guys seen it i'll see some episodes so i know uh correct me if i'm wrong but like um i, I heard this theory of like what if because the theory in christianity is like 
God kicked out like because he was a angel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with the theories, he he was there's a theory saying that like the devil was leaving God to warn everyone like, hey, he's evil. Like what if there's that oh, theory, <laughs> which is interesting, you know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, uh, there's a, I don't know, there's a lot of good theories. Like I remember growing up, like I would, I remember telling my parents, I'm scared of the devil. And they're like, no, you should be more scared of God, which is kind of like trippy. Like I thought yeah. God is, I don't know. When it comes to religion, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of interesting, you know. And that's yeah, right. And that's up to everyone's interpretation. Yeah, I think whenever I get into crazy stuff, is obviously everyone knows that the Bible's been interpreted for thousands of years, yeah, yeah. and it gets reinterpreted, you know, yeah. every so often. And we don't know how words were used back then, like they are now. Yeah. But I think one of the more interesting parts is like. I don't know if you guys have heard of like those books that never made it to the Bible that were never canonized. Oh yeah. Right? I was just talking to my brother about that. Yeah. You know, those are the ones that always trip me out when you, I, I haven't read them myself. So I, you know, I'd be biased to say that I know what they're about, but when you hear the stories that are within them, you're just like, shit, you know, it does make sense why, you know, the churches wouldn't want to put this into the books. Right. Yeah. But then certain other things within these specific books, like explain things so well that it's like, damn, like these are missing yeah. pieces to the puzzle. Yeah. So like there's a lot of people who are contradicting each other. You know, it just there's human flaw in it all. You know, whoever wrote these things, were they explaining everything correctly? You know, like if I were to write a book about your life, could I tell it better than you could? Probably yeah. not. No. You know, so we're trusting fully all these people who did write it. Yeah, yeah. So what type of what type of shit are in those like books that haven't been? It? I have a, I have, I have an example. You mind saying it? A, my brother he's been getting me to like some weird conspiracies, and I talked to my dad about this. He kind of raised an eyebrow, like thinking like, so there's this book I can't really think of the name, but it's called like the Book of Egg, like Eggnoth or something like that. Enoch, yeah. It's about like the giant people. Yeah. And. Yeah, I think to myself about like how can that be? But then you think about David versus the the, the Goliath. So there were giant people in the back, but the Bible don't want you to know that, so they take it off. Yeah. Oh, it's giant like people, giant giants. No, yeah, like, like, giants. like a giants. species. Yeah. Like not Whoa, just one. Yeah. Like I think whenever we hear the story of David and Goliath, you eventually it gets written in a way where it's just like, oh, this was some you know some dude who was seven foot tall. And, you know, David was like a five foot two dude, like my bad boy. But the book of Enoch makes it seem like it's normal for you to be like eight, nine, ten feet tall. Whoa. Giants, bro. Like a whole species of this. Yeah. That's why it's, it's, it's scary. Like, it's kind of sketch, bro. Like, I show him some conspiracy about like the Vatican, like. The, that the where the Pope talks is like shaped as a serpent and like oh, it's yeah. just it's very Irish, yeah yeah it's very sketchy um uh we talked about this in the podcast about the conspiracy that the world is a dome and like the atmosphere is like water and stuff because it talks about in Genesis that oh yeah it was go- a specific word that you mentioned yeah that was uh, um I can't think yeah it's a like, it's a yeah. weird word it's basically what he's what he's explaining is like how the Earth is basically almost like the best like easier term to say almost like a snow globe really if you think about yeah. it okay. it's like the atmosphere is actual water and that's why when you see ships go through and shit pass out like waves or some shit yeah some crazy shit it looks like a boat when it when it goes down the wave you can see like a but one thing i want to like touch up on about the giants like so i'm not like a scientist or anything like that but so you know how there's people that are like freakishly like seven feet like it's a one of a kind type shit does that mean that the gene was in that person's like ancestry 
Um, I think what it means theoretically, like what scientists would call it, would be kind of. So, for example, if you know your whole family is like the tallest person is like five foot seven. Yeah. And then I don't know where someone was born seven foot tall. I think that's technically like considered a mutation. Oh, okay. Because I was like, yeah. yeah, I mean, if giants did exist and the Bible didn't include it, but there's people that are like freakishly tall, seven feet, and yeah. they're like one-offs, like, does that mean like... And that I think that's why they specifically only have like Goliath in there as that one, like, oh, yeah. this is a freak, you know, just like a weird person, yeah. you know, favored by God to be this tall, whatever. But yeah. like you said, the book yeah. of Enoch says that, no, these were normal people. Yeah. And I think Whoa. there's there's places around the world that have started finding their bones. Yeah. Uh, dude, I don't doubt it. Giants. I don't doubt it, bro. Like, like, like I said, like you call these conspiracy theories, but I'm at the point in my life, bro, where like I can't deny anything. You know, yeah. like in philosophy, they teach you you can't prove nothing that's not real. Like you can't prove God isn't real. You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. That's why they t that taught me in philosophy. Which, like, if you tell me all oh, those giant people, how can I prove that it's not real? You know what I'm saying. Like, if they're finding, yeah. like you said, fossils and stuff like that, like, yeah. I don't, you know what I'm saying? So The lack of evidence doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Yeah. So what do you think, like, when scientists, like, at, like avid scientists, like, uh, for example, I think Bell Nine doesn't believe in God. I think I saw something about him saying that. Yeah. Um, so what do you say about there's no no scientific proof of that? Like, what do what does philosophy say? about that i think generally speaking if i could yeah go ahead i think generally speaking what philosophy tries to say is that like for example if i were to take away you know let's say that pizza just didn't exist in the world okay you know we never even knew what it was wait what like pizza, like he's saying pizza. and then i came up to you or you know and said hey pizza doesn't exist um i think the argument is that like how can you tell me that when you just can't prove it like you'd have to go to the ends of the world the universe really uh. to prove that this one thing whatever we describe as pizza just isn't there oh wow and one singular person can't mm. do that so it's always a theory um until like proven wrong yeah right? yeah okay yeah because that's what yeah. says okay because yeah. i was like okay oh, so what's so what does like scientists like when they say look god doesn't do i'm yeah. talking about this from a point of view of like science yeah right? and science, science believes like, backwards science yeah. is yeah. like the shit isn't real until you can prove it to me yeah but philosophers are kind of like the opposite yeah like you can't oh, prove God. the shit fake until you can prove it prove it yeah oh okay, i got you gotcha, yeah gotcha. so they kind of work yeah. backwards but yeah. it's like logically it still makes yeah. sense yeah yeah okay yeah, I was wondering that. I was like, man, they say science, like, it's not possible. Like, the, what is it, Noah's flood or whatever? Is it Noah? Am I saying that one right? Um, like, how's that fucking possible? Blah, blah, blah. How's this one person supposed to build a boat, like, yay fucking big, all by himself and shit? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, like, it's interesting, like, seeing other pe people's perspective on things and shit. Because I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, certain books not being even considered in the Bible or, like, even put into the bible yeah it makes me think like there must be some freaky shit about it or like that haven't been included but there's, what, a, there's a lot of shit i think that yeah. we don't include in in our history for for whatever i'm sure it's political shit yeah you know, the people who decide what we should you uh, think christianity has some like behind like things no one knows about like dirty secrets like some real fucked up shit i think they have to. oh yeah you think i think so? they have to yeah so I mean, I, one of the things that I think of is like, we also have to think of a hundred years ago, if certain information isn't available, it obviously wasn't made available to mm -hmm. the public for a certain reason. 
in a hundred years in the future today, do we have to know about it? You know, and who deems that we have to know about yeah. it too, mm-hmm. right? So, like, let's say a hundred years ago we discovered an alien. Now that we're a hundred years in the future today, who's in charge of all that shit? And who, you know, why do we deserve that information, right? I mean, us, the public, would say, well, shit, we deserve a right to know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. to them, you know, there might not be a good enough reason. Damn. So that's one of the things that I like to think about, and I don't know if you guys heard about this, but whenever this country was um, big pro-slavery, one of the main reasons that they said black people ought to be slaves was like, oh, the white man is superior in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Uh, they try to use something called eugenics, which was we're smarter. Eugenics, we're more, I've heard that you know, word in history. And all this other stuff. Mm. Like genetically, we're better, we're yeah. superior. Bullshit arguments, yeah, by the way. Right. Um, but what eugenics in that regard, you know, the study of eugenics back then specifically excluded out one very important thing about black people that I would argue makes black people genetically superior, at least in this respect, is that the white person, like your pale skin, is actually a mutation. That there's only one race of people that can create mutations, and that's black women. I don't know if you guys knew that, but whenever there was down. whenever there was a child that had blue eyes or the first child that came out with like um, straight hair, those were all mutations that came from a black woman. And then eventually it kept on getting carried on, you know, the Asian eyes or what you can say, or if it's an overbite, whatever it is that you, you know, nowadays the dimples, all these things that we see as like, oh, this makes me different, yeah. you know, et cetera. All of that was a genetic mutation that started from a black woman. The black woman is the only woman that can create mutations. Hispanic woman can't, white woman can't, Asian woman can't. It's only so, black woman that can. So what you're telling me is like all of these women, white women came from a black woman? Yeah. Wow. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. I was like, I was like, I was like, wait, what the fuck He's is like, going on? Yeah. I, was like, oh. I was like, wait, so I was like, but like. But that's how it makes sense that we all like came from Africa. We were all originally, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I've heard you know, about, which, yeah. you know and it, it gets even crazier. Like if you tie it into religion at all, that means Adam and Eve were black, you know, or the people in Noah's Ark, they were black too. Yeah. Cause those are the only people who can genetically make the differences to look like you, me and you, man, that's so fucked Fuck. because they suffer the most, man. Exactly. And, uh, we will touch back on that. But they used that word, uh, what was it, eugenics? Eugenics. They used that for, uh, Hitler used that too, didn't he? You that sure theory. Did. That's what that's what I heard it that from. Jewish people were beneath yeah, the German beneath, people. Yeah. That's exactly true. What Jewish the... people suffered a lot too, man. Fuck. Yeah, I didn't I know that. I was, like, I was like, I'm over here thinking like, wait, so like, I was like, I didn't. So like, but now like uh, all types of women can, or a person can make them have a mutation in themselves just because. So and it just originally yeah, came exactly, but original mutations come from black women. So like, I mean, I don't know if this is true or not. I'm sure there's been someone born before with purple hair, but if there's never been in history one, I can guarantee you right now that the first purple hair born person would have to come from a black woman because no other race can produce it. What the fuck? My head's all over here fucked up and shit. <laughs> I didn't know that. He's going to go, home, oh, mom, I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's crazy. That's Damn. crazy, man. That is weird. <clears throat> the fuck? Damn. That is a little... So, where do you... so, let me ask you this. Is this something that you enjoy like learning about? Like, random, like, 
not even theory, well theories and stuff, but like for like example, him with cemeteries and shit, he like he likes doing like searching that shit up and yeah. shit. Like, do you, why are you laughing, bitch? My boys at two a.m. <laughs> no, it's just another way to put me on blast. It's not even blast, bro. It's whatever. If you yeah, enjoy, yeah, yeah, you enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. What the fuck. It's your hobby, man. It's yeah. Okay. I mean, even YouTubers, bro. There's big YouTubers that do that shit for a living. And they get fucking paid. Yeah. Paul Logan out yeah. there. No, oh, yeah, Logan Paul. Paul Logan. <laughs> Paul Logan. Um, but like, Paul, for you, like, do you like learning about this shit? Like, some theories, like, or like on your pet free. It just fucks like, you, man. Dude, it fucks yeah. with me. Like yeah. all that, like Masons and shit like seeing like uh oh, fuck yeah, dude, dude fuck that's that. fucking crazy like yeah. how do you fucking think like that's okay to do bro really? <laughs> like that like mind hunters dies into it like like so basically it's the premise of like these two fbi agents wanting to learn like hey why the fuck do you think like that so they actually interview like serial killers of course it's not the same serial killer you see in real life as them but they play yeah. that part yeah and like the one thing with like serial killers was which i thought was weird as fuck was like most of these serial killers were like embarrassed or bullied by their own mother yeah and they found sexual gratification killing people yeah that's weird to me like how, how does that work in your head though yeah didn't that didn't that shit expand from freud i know you're a psychology student but I, yeah i feel like that's what freud talked about which by the way that dude was a a motherfucker like to think that like 120 years ago, whenever he started writing his shit, he just like published a handbook for why people act the way they do. And that shit's like been scary accurate. Ever Floyd? Since. F-L-A-U-D? I think it's it's Freud. Sigmund Freud. Yeah. As I'm trying to think, I'm trying to spell his, like, I'm trying to think of his like last name. But that's the weird part about it, man, is like they, they like they want to see like how, and that's the only reason why, because how you talk about the Harvard, like that shit, how like, oh, how can we control somebody is like, yeah. Like they interview Syracuse like why why did you why does your mind form in this but, shape and yeah. shit? Um in psychology Damn. I my teacher talked about this past couple of weeks. He was saying uh which is agreeable, we'll all agree with this because it happens to all of us us in a daily that uh usually an extreme uh event will change the trajectory of your life. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Which is true. So I feel like when a lot of stuff that happens that like no love from their moms and shit like that. It can either like you know it's like the make it break you, but yeah. if, uh, majority of the time I feel like not majority of the time, but like a lot of times when you see these people going crazy, it's because of that man. Like we don't, it's just like those little things, yeah. man. You don't get love or attention from like your mom or dad. It can really fuck with you, you know. One hundred percent, man. So what the way I thought about it was, especially it's like when when your age is you know from birth to like five years old, your brain is literally forming like literally changing every single day, like trying to build mm. itself. And imagine if the lack of love, the neglect, the abandonment of like those two most important people in the world was happening every other week, every other day. Eventually, you know, your base, your, you know, whatever your foundation is, it's going to eventually get wobbly. Mm -hmm. And then at a certain point when you're, I think it's like your brain once you're like 15 or something, you know, somewhere in your teenage years that you think you know the world now that it doesn't need to form as quickly anymore. You're going to take what you know. And you're gonna apply it to the world. So if you saw your dad beat your mom, you're probably gonna think that it's okay to see that stuff or do that uh, stuff. You know, you might convince yourself, and it's possible that you say, "Okay, I want to do, I want to prevent the opposite." You know, I won't hit another woman, but you won't probably understand that abuse can come in many forms other than physical, yeah, yeah. right? Because these things really do fuck you up. Yeah, and it's it's just what fucked up because this is your foundation now. Yeah. 
And it isn't until, sadly, most of us, more, until we're adults, that we realize, holy fuck, like, shit. Yeah. Like, yeah, my parents loved me, but damn, they did some stupid shit. You know? Because at the same time, I mean, I'm the oldest one out of my siblings. Um, and I was actually having a conversation with someone just yesterday about this. But if you're the oldest child, your parents are literally learning how to parent with you. Oh, yeah. I'm the he, first. Ta- he talks about that. And mm-hmm. I talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm the first me. of my uh, brothers. I have two younger brothers, and then there's me. It's like seeing, like, how they raised me, how they raised the second one, how they raised the third one. I was, they were super strict as fuck on me. And then with Gabriel, like they're, they're chill as fuck. Like he can show up whenever, not whenever, but like back in high school, dude, I had a curfew. My dad would be like, yo, you need to be home by nine, 10 PM. And then with Gabriel, he shows at 12 in the morning, one in the morning. I'm like, yeah. it's weird. Like seeing like how, cause like when you're young until you start until you're starting to like think of for yourself and like what you believe is right. Right. You see your parents as like fucking smart as fuck. Fucking, they know everything. They cannot be wrong. And then you get to that age and it happens to everybody. It's normal. But then you're like, damn, no, I disagree with my parents. Oh, my parents were always wrong about this and shit. Um, and it is weird. Like how like tying everything back is it's always to the childhood. And like you said, is like first five years, right? Birth to five, maybe is like where whatever is happening to you, you're gonna. It's just gonna be inside your mind, yeah. like child just, child development, yeah. man. It is, man. Child I mean, development. There's quite a few studies of like kids when they're you know they're barely crawling, mm. and moms that are like you know hovering over them, checking to make sure that everything they're doing is like safe, and how those kids end up having attachment issues, like yeah. they're insanely clingy, yeah, because they need someone watching over them all the time. Yeah. And then same thing for kids who like you know mom is okay with just in the kitchen and them crawling around the house and how they're more likely to take risks they're more likely to be entrepreneurs and stuff like that but that shit's insane and it's literally what your parents decided yeah. to do like you your didn't upbringing. have you didn't yeah. have a say unless you tried to actively work on it later throughout your years right damn that's uh that's interesting that's that's why i like psychology man it's just like the just like i said child development that's a psychologist you become and it's just interesting like we i, I was doing a couple of like chapter like homework about that like your, your upbringing and they talk about like um a lot of people have codependency mm-hmm. you know where like um i know a few that people like w- once someone leaves out of their life no uh, how important that person is they get really like like they freak out they want to like get someone <laughs> yeah. get someone else you know what i'm saying yeah. so uh it's pretty interesting how your upbringing can really like fuck with you do you, do you guys think let me ask you this do you guys think personality is something you're born with or is do you think it's like how you were raised forms your personality then so that's something trippy like are you really the person who you were meant to be or is it or is it like or is it the reason why truly like, hey, that's, yeah, that's trippy. i would like to think i am who yeah I am, bro that's what i'm saying it's like some fucking trippy high thoughts like if, nah, man, if you were I, high right now I'm like oh maybe i like sit there for like two hours thinking about myself I, honestly i I'm a big hater of that conversation. It, mm-hmm. it actually comes up often because when you dwell it down, it basically boils to, is this your destiny or do you actually have a free choice in it? Right. That Was it destiny because crazy. you were born to these two parents that you're going to act this specific way? Or did you have the free choice to decide to be who you are? Bro, that is fucking trippy. Cause like when you, when you hear the word destiny, it's obviously intangible. You can't fucking feel it. You can't grab it. You can't see it. You can't feel it. Nothing. And like, it's this fucking word that says 
this is who you were meant to be. This is a like I, I when I hear the word destiny, it's like it's something that is such a higher up. Like I want this is a trippy shit that I'm saying, but like such a higher level of like there's nothing you can do. This every fucking moment that you're doing, it's all planned out. Yeah, it was all set of a plan, and it dude, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's like it's creepy. Like, like are you really the person who you are? Because it's every like that you're like your soul. Like, are is this the are you meant to be a good person or a bad person? Or, for example, like the fucked up people that like kill, like do some fucked up shit. Were they robbed from their parents? That's the creepy shit that I'd be thinking about. Yeah, I think that I think a lot of our personality comes from like our upbringing, like yeah. from what we went through, and like it, it can like changes the way we think and the way we act. You know, uh, one good example that I could bring for me was in 2019. Um, my parents got when my my dad got in second divorce, and that just fucking like changed the way I like perceive things. So the, uh, just in the sense of like morality and like what is life, you know, it just it really changed me to more of like that's why I got into philosophy um, and stuff like that. Well, just like because uh, that, that just that whole pain and like what I went through is like mm-hmm. it just changed me, bro. Like because before that, like I thought life was all unicorns and sunshines, you know, well, in the sense, not really. But yeah. but then like when something I go see like when something like that happens. Like, you're like, damn, it just changes the way I, how I thought, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it just, I don't know, it just, I feel like it's your upbringing, you know? But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thankfully, I'm not going crazy. I'm fucking, you know what I'm saying? That's what I fucking have a fucking that's what like, no. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's interesting, you know, our upbringing. Because I was going to ask you, well, there's a lot of questions I want to ask you because this conversation is really good. I, I guess one of the first questions I do want to ask you is, for example... Cause I, I'm like this the same way. I think me and you are like in the same ways of like I'm very observant. So I like I, I observe you, him. I observe everyone. Like when I'm in class, like I'm, I'm like I'm like what is what is the story? You know what I'm saying? So when I look at you, I think to myself, damn, this guy's good looking. But you're getting all serious. So you know, this shit. This out. is a poor star. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, this is where um, we bring out every all the members. Like okay, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think to myself, okay. He thinks this way. He talks this way, right? You know, what get like what happened to you as a kid that changed you? What what happened to you that made you think this way? Like to go out because I can't go down the street and talk to a guy named Joe, but like he'd be talking the same way you are. You know, yeah. we're all different. So what is it that made you who you are now? Why why is it that you studied this? Why you know what I'm saying your path? Basically. Yeah, um, I feel like there's not an easy answer here, but if I could sum it all up, it would be that. I truthfully think I was robbed of my childhood. Um, wow. So I, I feel like I was made to grow up a lot sooner than what I had to. And I grew up in a gang environment too. Was an immigrant, all that good stuff. Firstborn, my dad left us a couple times. But I think all these events, as horrible as they were, put me in the situation where shit i'm the man of the house or at least i I was a fucking kid but i felt like i had to be so it like forced some responsibilities on me that i really didn't have but in my mind it was the only thing that there was so i think because of that i had to sort of you know at certain points say maybe you know going out and having fun isn't the number one most important thing maybe it's 
getting a better life for my mom because she's who I've always had. Yeah. And throughout the years, it just kept on being like a constant theme of like, I'm going to get my mom her first house or I'm going to get my mom out of here and I'm going to do this for us and I'm going to get us out the struggle. And it was always like learning more and more because I started seeing that, you know, my family doesn't have money. We know we don't have status, but what's the one thing that in this age, the age of information that we do have is information. And that's one thing that I could take advantage of, which is why I was always learning. And it's interesting here. We're going to bring up that word that we just talked about was destiny. Was it, predestined i guess that word is for you for that horrible thing to happen to you as a kid or whatever your upbringing for to it to make you who you are now yeah. you know what i'm saying um i truly believe as a whatever a, a christian man because i still believe in god and stuff like that no matter all the horrible shit that i went through <laughs> as a kid like i believe that like we all have a destiny in our life you know what i'm saying i believe that you know what I'm saying? Like, it was written in our life before we were born. But it's just, it is our choice to reach it, to find it. You know what I'm saying? That meaning of, like, our purpose in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, because I can sit here and say, oh, you know what I'm saying? Your dad did, did those horrible things to you. You grew up in that environment. You could have easily been, like, a gangbang. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, a, like, you know what I'm saying? But you decided to, like, go the other way, the right path. The path of, like, I'm going to help my mom. I'm a I'm a, you know, better myself in every way, mentally, physically, whatever. So, you know, your choice. And these are the choices that I feel like we're all seeing, you know, that, you know, you go on Harvard and stuff like that. So it's pretty interesting, you know. Um, Man, that word destiny does get to me. Like when, you know, Sebastian first brought it up. I was about to ask Marsha about the word destiny, bro. Yeah. It's, it's some weird shit that. Yeah. So like. Dude, the, the, I was about to throw at you real quick. It's like, what happens if destiny was just created for us to believe in something? Like, it's like almost like a safety net saying like, oh, I'm going to do this. I was destined to go through this. What happens if you weren't? What happens? Are we scared to think like, oh, we fucked up and we picked the wrong thing? And because then you can always fall back onto it. Like, no, I was destined to fuck up. I was destined to make this choice. No, I was destined to do this. I was like, no, that like that word to me just feels like. It's just not an excuse to fall back on. Like, oh, I was, for example, like, um, like my mom, my parents are divorced and stuff like that. Well, my dad, my mom got divorced when I was young, but I don't think to myself, oh yeah, I was fucking destiny for my fucking, uh, cause if you think about it, when you hear destiny, you think you were destined to do something. It's a, it always comes from a positive outlook, mm -hmm. but I think that's just because of like shows and TVs, movies, uh, they talk about, oh, it's your destiny to do these great things. You're destined to do this. So my question is, is it your destiny to live a shit life? Like, let's say for people, for example, homeless, right? Was it destined for them to be in that situation? That's the weird part about it is like, what happens if we just use the word destiny to combat the fact that like, oh, we fucked up. Like we weren't supposed to be here. Well, I, th I still think I think about it in this in way of yeah. like everything happens for a reason. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I should be correlating those those two terms or it's almost ideas. similar. No, I think you okay. can. I think it's similar. Yeah. yeah. Because an example I want to give you guys um, is kind of like a realization that I went through when I was a when a sophomore. I'll never forget it. I remember when I told my family this. Their jaw dropped. They couldn't believe it, right? Because they're fucking whack. But uh, Jesus. <laughs> no, nah, I don't mean that. But um, for example, like when I was a kid, right? Um, uh, I don't want to talk about this that much. But like my mom, she uh. She like abandoned us as a kid, 
And uh, and I remember growing up, it sucked ass. I mean, obviously, it's your mom, right? And I remember when I was a sophomore, um, I came to realization. I just one day, I don't know if I was high or whatever, but I just remember thinking to myself, like, damn, like, I'm so fucking happy. Like, if I had a chance, like, kind of like Flash Paradox. Like, when he goes back in time trying to save his mom, if I had a chance to stop my mom, like, grab her shoulder, like, please don't leave, I would not do it. And I put that in my fucking dad's life because I came to a realization that letting her go, let her leave when she did, I would have not met any of you guys. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't be here right now doing this podcast. Mm -hmm. I'd probably still be in Oklahoma. I don't know, fucking doing some weird shit. And I wouldn't have everything I've been through right now. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's, like, kind of, like, I, like, like, it takes a minute to really think to yourself, like, damn, maybe it did happen for a reason, you know? Yeah. That, that, you know. You see, I feel like destiny is so complicated because I feel like you just talked about looking at destiny backwards. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, we're, like, is it my destiny that for the future is when you're thinking yeah. of positive. Mm-hmm. But what happens, like, in the present? Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah. like, shit, today, like, for example, you know, I take that big law school exam the day of, and afterwards, I feel like I fuck up. Is it my destiny to be a lawyer or not? Right? That's how you feel in the moment mm-hmm. of like, you know, big days like that. But I guess the reason why I've always had a struggle with destiny is because it's a double-edged sword that yeah. ties both y'all's ideas together. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of like, does the homeless person, were they destined to suffer like that? And also like all this greatness, like, is it my safety net too? Am I also like just grateful for the great things that I have, you know, because that's been my destiny so far. Um, and I think that I, well, I used to be, uh, agnostic. I was actually atheist at a point. Um, but for, for a good chunk of my life, I was agnostic. And the reason why I came back to Christianity, um, which it's more of a selfish reason than anything, but it was kind of the idea of destiny. I think inherently as human beings destiny is something that the people who have a better life quote-unquote better life usually have a more positive look on destiny and i think that's what i had to bring back into my life to feel happier which is like shit you know my life is fucked up right now um but i know that god has destined for me something great because if you start losing purpose for your life if there isn't a purpose, if you are, at least me, when I lived as an atheist, that, oh, there's no point in this life, you know, you know, whatever I do decide to accomplish in this life, it just won't matter because I'm going to die anyways. Mm-hmm. There's no purpose of my afterlife. I think for me, and I think a good amount of atheists, if they deep down truly believe it, um, I think they do believe it, it's just a sadder life to live yeah. if you don't have a purpose. And I think yeah. without a God, you have less purpose. Yeah. That's so interesting, and uh, what you just said right there, that kind of hit right there, where you said atheists, they low-key believe, or maybe they're too scared to believe, you know what I'm saying? Um, For example, my brother, um, I think you met him before, Jose? I think, yeah. Yeah, my older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, he ch- he's changing a lot, and um, obviously what we talked about earlier, uh, extreme situation can change the trajectory of your life anyways. He, 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 like, he's starting to become more, damn, I'm sorry, I put him on blast, but he's becoming more open. He was telling me, he's like, man, I'm starting to, like, he's like, maybe it's better to believe in God because just how the world's turning and it's just, like, um, in philosophy, they teach you, even the philosophers are, I think there's one called Nierich. I'm butchering his name. I'll show you his. Nietzsche. Nietzsche, right? Yeah. 
fucking near it. I can't remember. <laughs> but he, I think he was anti-Christian. Yeah. And and he talked about, I think it was him. And I'm probably wrong. I'm, and I apologize. But there's a philosopher that said it's better to believe in God than not believe in, in God. You know what I'm saying? And um, it's just, uh, I'm not going to cry. I'm just, no, I'm just fucking. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just, it's getting serious. I was like, what the fuck is going on today, bro? Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's some fucking creepy shit no. going on. No, it just, it's, it's I looked at Henry with fear. I was like, no fucking way, yeah, yeah, yeah. bro. No, oh, man, I was hoping I'd be the honor guest. Like, no, no. We start the yeah. kid llorar, Damn, bro. No, it's all like this live with Billy, bro. But, uh. <laughs> no, it is. I'm getting yeah. nervous. Yeah, just, I know that now was forming this stuff where you're yeah. like talking, you're like, oh, no. shit. It's because when it comes to like, it's probably the same way as you, bro, because we grew up kind of the same, and him, I don't know him by him, but like, just when you go through shit like that as a kid, what we went through is kind of like you you start pointing your fingers in God. You know, you're like, oh, if you love me so much, why you did this to me? Mm-hmm. And then it's kind of like everything happened for a reason. Like when I came to a realization about my my mom leaving me, I was like, oh, wow, you took her away from my life because she was she's fucking she was ruthless. But like she was a terrible person. And uh, he did it. As a, this is how I perceive it. He did it because he loved me. Like he did it for the best of me. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's that saying: sometimes God take away people uh, uh, from your life that were important that you thought was important, but in the in the end, they're talking bad about you, or they're just bad people. You just don't know. You know what I'm saying? So like that's why I come to realization. That's why I'm a strong believer of like, you know, everything happens for a reason, and always believe in God and stuff like that. So it's interesting. Yeah, man. I think it's just weird. Like. Uh... It's not, it's not me thinking negatively on the whole, like, it happens for a reason. It's, like, it's weird to me, like, I was, like, but why, like, why do we think, like, everything happens for a reason? Like, it's, like, it's just to address something that's happening at you at this moment. Like, it's just some weird trippy thoughts to have. I just, like, I, I know where you're coming from. Yeah. Like, I no, like, I, I also believe, like, everything happens for a reason. Like I, like, I do. Like, I'll admit, like, I do believe in that. Like, oh, I'm meant to have this happen but i really think deep down i'm like like in my thoughts i'm like damn but what happens if we're just using that as humans to just fucking help us cope with something traumatic yeah. that's going on yeah, right but like what's wrong with that there is nothing wrong yeah. with yeah, that I'm saying. there isn't there isn't so as long one, as it helps you. one of my favorite things to think about let me take you on another trip oh god um, oh god yeah. I fucking sink like the movie. Wake up. But I'm sure you guys have heard about the simulation theory. Oh, I did. Oh, I just listened to Joe Rogan talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to go anymore. No, but uh, in all seriousness, it makes me think if we are in a simulation, there has to be a higher being that programmed us in this three dimensional plane. For us to have things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I love explaining dimensions to people just because a line in a one-dimensional plane um, is controlled by a two-dimensional plane, you know, length and width. And then when you take it to the next level, when you're on a piece of paper, a three-dimensional being like us, we can control everything on that paper, Yeah. right? And now that us... We're in the three-dimensional plane. Oh, shit. Who the fuck is in the fourth dimension controlling us? <laughs> what the you know? And, and like that's a what we would perceive as God. Maybe They're fucking forward. playing Sims, bro. Right. Or <laughs> they could be, like you say, the gods. And then the ultimate god, the one above all, is the one at the last dimension who has everybody else kind of like under puppets. Right? 
And then the reason I, I come to all that is just because in our, I mean, in our dimension, our three dimensional plane, we create fucking video games. Like you said, you know, I know the, the Sims was a joke, oh, yeah. but no, like in all seriousness, yeah. we have these things simulated to fucking do whatever the hell they want. And then it goes back to destiny. Are we actually thinking the way we should or were we programmed to think the way we should? You know, were, were all these events programmed to happen in history? Or is this just like, you know, one iteration of the game and then the game will turn off when the universe ends and then the game starts again? You know? Fuck. That's a, what do no. you think? <laughs> I can't think. My head is like... Divided. No, dude. Like, I've, I've heard about the whole simulation shit, bro. I'm like... Hey, and I just make jokes and things where I don't understand. Like I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, damn, bro. Like if we didn't live in simulation, a simulation, I'm the shittiest fucking character out there, bro. Like what the fuck? I was like, I'm not like fucking the cool characters like fucking Leonardo DiCaprio having the best fucking time of their lives, Robert De Niro. Like just like famous fucking people having the time of their lives. Like fuck, those are the characters I should have been. But it is weird, like to think like like because that does make sense, like. The whole dimension things like there's always one layer that con- that is able to control the bottom layer. Yes. And like, how far does it go? Like, dude, one thing I say is like, dude, if just imagine it as you, when you die, you, the fucking you and the fucking higher dimension just takes the fucking thing off and says, Bro. like that was your fucking life. Uh, like that that you that person <laughs> like so let's say this weird fucking situation like you die. The uh, person that was controlling you or is you just takes off the glasses, this headset, and then they were only there for like an hour, but they lived a whole fucking lifetime. That'll be some fucking trippy shit, bro. That's and that's a, <laughs> that's actually shit, a, bro. a perfect segment to like this question I had because we talked about this a couple of times. But what is your thoughts? What is what what happens when our body when we die? Yeah. What so is your theory on that? My theory is um, I combine a little bit of science and uh, I guess my spirituality. Um, I know that we're supposed to, under Christian religion, go to heaven or hell or purgatory, hopefully um, to heaven. But I do believe that we are made of matter and we are made of energy. Really, we can boil it down to energy. Mm-hmm. And we know that energy cannot be created or destroyed at least not by anything we know yeah just like our souls right so i kind of believe in part in reincarnation Mm. but i'm not saying that when i say reincarnation it doesn't mean that when i die as marco at age of 80 years old that i'll be born as i don't know michael in new england yeah you know a hundred years from now I believe that the soul and the energy that we leave behind can spread around and maybe connect with others Mm. so that maybe, you know, let's say that fate would have us three die at the exact same day um, when we're in old age. Um, Maybe our souls might intertwine and go to form, you know, go into the life form of a new human. And it kind of has like pieces of us three left behind. Wow. Um, so that's how I think, because I don't think energy can be exactly uh, stay in just one spot and like go yeah. over. No, yeah, same, bro. But like, I think that's also why, like, I, I do think that there's a higher dimension above us that invokes our feelings, kind of like love. That you know, there's some shit that we just can't explain. Yeah. Well, like with our feelings, especially when you're in love with someone. Yeah. yeah. And that's why I think that I, I I have always been maybe a romantic in that theory or that belief that 
sometimes you meet some people that you're like, God damn, I just click with you, man. Like I just met you like <laughs> five minutes yeah. ago. And whether you're a guy or a dude, like damn, like we just get each other, you know? Yeah. Like you're a cool ass dude. You're you're a cool uh cool lady, whatever it is. Maybe I'm really attracted to you or whatever. Maybe I just really like your company. Yeah. But it's like I feel like I've known you for a while and there's people like that. Yeah. And I think it's because maybe our energies have been intertwined in the past. That's what the fuck. Bro, that's that oh my god. Shit. That's crazy you say that, bro. Um, because I don't know if I should say this on the part on the part, but whatever. Um There's I read always this, post said it, bro. We yeah, can always take yeah, it out if we need yes, to. Sir. Just remember um, I read this book uh <laughs> called uh, Soulmates. And it it talks about so what that is. It was written by a psychotherapist, Uh and uh, I don't know if I said that right, but um, they talk about the theory of hypnosis therapy, and how uh, they had these different clients, and this person talks about how he did hypnosis therapist to let's say this man, and this man um, he was from like his. It, it, it the hypnosis went so deep that he was uh this guy that was being hypnotized was able to see his past life he was like in civil war and like he I felt like this that. pain and stuff like that and that pain that he's feeling in that hypnosis it was feeling in, in the prison self that pain like in a different way mm-hmm. and so it was pretty interesting to me and that's where it comes where you said oh i don't know what yeah. you romanticize i'm the same fucking way where i feel like um like you know, we had to talk about soulmates, right? There's three different type of soulmates, you know. Yeah. And um, it just I I believe that too. In Hinduism, they believe that too. And like uh, right. reincarnation, like if you're evil, you you reincarnate to like a fucking cockroach or some shit. <laughs> you see, but I I don't I don't believe it to that extent. But this other day, I, I um I I forgot if I read it or if I like read something and then just formed the idea myself. I'm pretty sure I just read it. I don't think I'm this <laughs> philosophical to come up with something like He's that. He's just saying his best like, but yeah. It really, it really just, it's one of those moments where you're just like, you know, there's so much noise going on in your life. And then you read something or you come to this crazy thought and you're just like, everything stands still because you're just like mind fucked. And to me, this mind fucked moment was realizing that in theory, like our body is literally just a vessel, which we know that. Yeah. And the only thing that is true in reality is the little conscience inside your brain. You could call that your soul or just your mind, Mm -hmm. your thoughts. Yeah. Because that controls everything that your body's doing, everything you see, everything you perceive. And you're just another little one inside your brain and you're just another little one inside your brain. Mm. But literally, if you boil us down, that's what we are or who we are right now. Mm. And that's it. That's all there is to us. And we are definitely like, very complicated within just that little fragment, but everything else around us, we're just trying to understand why the hell am I trapped inside this shit? Oh, like maybe like after we pass away, like we're our like original form. Yeah, man. Like that shit, man, I would not wish I was a little high. That'd be some crazy shit to talk about. One thing that I always freak out about death and stuff. And I know it's stupid and to think this way or some shit, but sometimes I believe, and it's like bad. Cause like sometimes I don't, so like long story short like i like i lost faith like, i was like oh no i don't blame it god it's just all science and stuff like that i'm like eh, if i believe i believe it's whatever i don't make it a big deal but the one thing that like i told henry he laughs at this but i'm telling you about like this comes from that atheist like fucking whole like side of like not like heaven or hell doesn't exist it's like bro like fuck if that guy said if i die and it's just closing your eyes 
I will lose my fucking shit. And the craziest shit is, is I saw like um, a TikTok. I don't know if it was true or not, but it was just crazy to think about this. It's like, you know, like when someone goes in a coma, like what what's happening to them? Yeah. And like this dude explained that he just kept hearing this beep. I'm like, dude, that's torture. But then I think so like that, like I, I really hope. And that's just like a side of me that I'm just being dumb about it. It's like, I hope there's something after this because like when I close my eyes and this is all that is to it. That's just scary and depressing to me because is this how eternity is? Like, is this how, Yeah. like you just close your eyes and you're stuck with your own thoughts. Nobody can hear you. You cannot hear anybody else. It's just you. Like if you were to think about like, just cover your ears and have noise right. canceling headphones and like close your eyes. That is death, man. Yeah. It's like scary. Like it's, I'm like, dude, it's, it's crazy. And the, what freaked me out about the coma thing, I was like, man, like he explained to it like he was trapped in his head no one can hear him and like he was saying and like some other people commented on it and like i said you take everything with a grain of salt when you see it online yeah. right so like he was saying like it, it changed my life like when i got out of the coma and then some and people would agree with that I was like oh my grandfather or my mother or my father or my brother went through a coma and they say after that they changed like they were never they they were practically a whole new person after a coma because mm -hmm. they felt like they were just trapped in their fucking thoughts and they had this whole time thinking to themselves yeah. about life. And that's like what, I don't know. It's like some scary shit to it too. I, I think the topic of death is very interesting. I actually have a book just about death. Um, it's by one of my favorite philosophers. You might enjoy him. His name is, uh, uh, Seneca. Uh, um, Greek. yes. Well, he, he has a lot of writings and it just got all put into a book called mm. how to die. And his, I think, is it recent or it's been, nah, recent. it's just like, okay, from a bunch of his different works, okay. and they just put it into one. I think I, I, I saw, I think I saw the one at the bookstore. What I, what I love about this book is, I mean, the philosopher said, basically your entire life, you're working up to death yeah. and everyone always wants to avoid that thought. And the yeah. older you get to it, when you're closer to it, the mm. more you try to put it off. Yeah. But it kind of comes to that idea of like, if death is just being in your thoughts, why not be prepared for that? And that's what he argued. He was like, why oh. not be prepared for the hardest shit that death could be, you know, so that yeah. when death comes, you'll welcome it and you're ready for it. You're not afraid of death. Like 99% hmm. of everyone ever has been or is. And one of the things that I found so crazy is I, there's not, I mean, there's kind of like, you know, little theories of uh, what happened to him, but he committed suicide. And oh. some people said that he was just like ready for death, that he wanted to get to it. Not exactly for depression, but like that literally, was just yeah. just mind was curious about yeah. it. Like what? Yeah, like he what is yeah, I bet he, he did it. He's it. like, oh fuck. He's like, shit, this shit's lame. <laughs> this shit sucks. <laughs> this shit sucks. <laughs> I, I uh I've heard of I think I've heard wow. about that a hundred percent. And uh I want to uh I more talking about death is just like people like my you know all of them try to say oh Henry likes to like watch cemetery and stuff and I actually go to cemeteries I don't talk about it. like I actually go visit graveyards during the day and the reason Pussy, go at nighttime I've gone at night oh, anyways hell, okay. anyways <laughs> the reason why it's like when when I said 2019 all that happened to me I you know changed the perspective of my my everything the way I think and stuff and more of it like like then like like. In the end, we're all just going to die. You know, I had that perspective. And the reason why I like going to the graveyards and stuff like that is because, like, when I go and I see, like, someone just, you know, 
we're all the same, you know. We're, no matter how, like, you know, what I'm saying, we're, this, like, this person right here had a life. They had a story, you know. They cried. They were worried. They're angry. So when I go to the cemeteries, I see these different faces. I always think, like, damn, like they had a life. They, just like me, they thought the way I thought. Like they worried of the way I worried. And it's just like then, like now, it's like now they're at rest. Mm-hmm. And whatever how you want to perceive that, that's death is something I always. I always think about it. I'm not gonna lie. I think about it every day. But in the sense of like, I want to kill myself. It's more of like, we know all the answers to almost everything. One thing we don't know is death. Like the true answer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think and the only way we do, the only reason we don't know death is because there's nobody to tell the tale, man. Yeah. yeah. Like what, ha- what happens if you, there was in right. science? Oh, what happens in the future? We were able to fucking extract a memory. That's like some video game type that shit. Is, that'd be crazy. Like, bro. what happens if you, in the future, we were so science, we're so advanced, we were able to grab. Let's say you died, right? We're able to grab and say, okay, what is Henry thinking now? Like, what is death? Like, like Walt Disney's death. I mean, because we have his brain, literally. Yeah. Encapsulate. Like, see what he felt like at his death. Yeah. Or Einstein's brain. That's what I'm saying. It's like we don't know how death is, like, because there's nobody say it. Yeah. What happens if we were able to do that somehow? That's like, how do y'all feel about those people who like? technically like die you know oh, medically die mm-hmm. come back oh and, dude that must be some you know, crazy shit and then they come up with you know because everyone has a different story yeah some people will just be like nothing happened some people will say they went to hell yeah some people will say that they were introduced to heaven and hell you know so that they come back with their with their tales you know and everyone discredits them you know and because there's no way to prove it a lot of people yeah, have faith in them at the same time yeah. too right so it's i don't know how do y'all it, feel about that uh I'll put my perspective on that because I was literally about to switch to that. I was gonna ask you that question. Ask you guys that question. Um, my my uh, my aunt, I brought this up before. My aunt she uh, she died on t- operation table for like two minutes or something. Like she had like a heart problem, and she said they asked her like what happened. I never asked her just, uh, but like they asked her like like what did you see you know? Yeah. And she said when she she felt like she was getting sucked in a hole, maybe heaven. Um, hopefully, and uh, <laughs> and um, she was getting sucked in a hole, but she saw kind of like just visions of like her kids, her three kids, and like her husband and like uh, her family, his mom, and it's kind of like um, I don't know. I, it's also that one famous "Heaven Is Real," the little kid that died and he saw Jesus. Yeah. It brings back the memory to what my brother Abel said. Is like. Sometimes when we believe something that is so real, like maybe our brain, what was it that he said? He said, so his brother, he talked about some fucking shit about like, why I say shit? It was like, it very actually interesting. It's like, so, you know, he, this is what he specifically like tied it to. He basically said, you know, like famous soccer players, like Ronaldo and Messi, like back then, like, like they, of course we all know their talents were a lot higher. Right? Like they were very more skillful back then because they were younger, right? Their, their bodies were able to come like, Go with it. What happens if the only reason they were so fucking good was that such a high volume of collect, like a a huge group of people, like oh, shit. like a mega all yeah. thought about the same fucking thing. Like, wow, he's the greatest player of all time. Ronaldo's greatest. Messi's the greatest. And like that fucking formed the fact that yeah. they are the greatest because everybody fucking made. Yeah. Yeah, Abel was like saying some interesting shit. About you know, Abel, like, uh, Casemiro. Yeah, on the field. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 yeah. It's weird. Like, there's a. Um, have you guys ever watched the show House? The Doctor. No, I never. Seen yeah, the, the he the has British. like in the canyon shit. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. There was like an episode. I think a lot of those medical conditions that they like treat and diagnose are based off real conditions. Mm. And one of the ones that I think he like uh, 
diagnosed came from a real case where there was like a whole group of people that all developed like a brand new random disease that no one was sick from uh, but mm. because they thought there was a disease like in a plane everyone just started developing the symptoms because everyone's brain was like syncing up like oh shit i need it you know i'm gonna get rashes so people started getting rashes wow, and even wow, though yeah. like when the test came back there was absolutely nothing which was just mass paranoia that your brain can cause your body to react the react way that the, you're yeah. thinking you kind of manifest yeah. it yeah it literally that's what yeah. it is it manifested yeah. it. A lot yeah. of that's some fucking crazy shit no it, it's, it's a trip man it is honestly a trip i think uh when back to that death thing obviously co- coming from a christian but sp- uh, spiritual belief I believe it's it's hard, man. I I hope that when we all die, as me personally, I hope when I die, I get to see like my dad and obviously my loved ones and stuff like that. But uh, I don't know, man. Um, you know, past lives. I believe in that reincarnation because, like we said, you know, soul can't be created. Uh, Buddhism believe the soul can't believe um, can't be created or destroyed. Right. I don't know if it's Buddhism, but I'm pretty sure it is. But and I just think uh, I don't know. I feel like our where does our soul go afterwards? It's always an interesting, uh, you know. Because yeah. like he said, if we because uh, I've been to a different Christian church where they believe like when we die, we die, and our souls don't uh, get picked up until the second com- coming of Christ. I've heard that theory, so it's it's interesting, you it, know. Because like he said, like it'll be because we just sleep for eternity and we'll fuck that's what bro. I'm telling you bro like when they I really freaked out when I saw those tits and those comments like talking about how come it felt I was like I was like fuck trapped in your own thoughts forever nobody to hear you nobody for you to listen to it's just you and a but, dark space and that yeah. is but eternity what if, bro what if you're a Christian in your mind you believe this so much that you're in like heaven you know what I'm saying that's an interesting yeah. perspective yeah. too so one of the things that you know this kind of brought me on like bringing both of what y'all said, mm. you about, uh, you know, the idea that Messi and Ronaldo maybe became goats because the whole world thought they were. Yeah. And you, with the story about your your aunt, you said, mm-hmm. who passed away in the operating table for two minutes. Like that story of like seeing your life flash before your eyes. Like how mm-hmm. many times do we hear that in like popular media? Yeah. Like everyone says that, you know, like that's yeah. such a common phrase. Mm. Where did we get that? That may be something that's been passed around for thousands of years. That, that is true, maybe yeah. as you die, the only reason you experience it is because you think you're supposed to experience it, you know, and it's maybe just a hallucination, like the brains that, you know, the memories that were always yeah. locked inside your brain or release and shit, and you see just it. released mm-hmm. right then and there. For I you. think Joe Rogan had an episode about it, like not that I'm taking all my information from Joe Rogan, but like, didn't, isn't that what DMT is? Like, yeah, is the DMT. Same? Do you know what DMT is? I just know it's a drug, but I don't know too much about it. Well, DMT is is, is, is it's a it's a natural chemical that's in your brain, okay. and it's released right before you die. So that's when when you hear, oh, I see a uh, when they hear when you're like close to die or whatever, have a close experience or whatever. They say, oh, I saw my life flash before your high, my my eyes. That's the DMT being released, you know. Um, so that's when we people. Uh, I don't know if you ever heard Mike Tyson talk about it or like Joe Rogan, like when they say, "Oh, I, d- I did a DMT toad man," and and just they change after that. Come on, like Mike Tyson changed after he did that because he became. It showed him, it showed him God, it showed him love, it showed him his pain, and he learned a lot through that. Cause that that's why I keep saying I want to do that DMT shit. But um, it's an interesting thing. It's uh basically it's a chemical that's released in your head. Okay. Um, so I want to do research on that and see all that about because like, it's it's not to do it, 
I'm scared of that. Fuck that. But like, I'm for legal purposes. Yeah, yeah. for legal purposes. For legal well, but purposes. just like in general, like, like, man, does it actually fucking happen? Where like this chemical makes you see all this shit, yeah. and like, how, like, what happens if you see different things in DMT? Right? You say you want to try. I, I don't know if you're serious or not. I'm just no, I mean that. Hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> like, what happens if you see? What happens if you see some fucking scary shit that changes you for the worse? What happens if you don't have that good experience? Well, I guess so. I guess that's you rolling the dice, saying like, "Melt." I hope I, I guess get a good the, experience. Like the atmosphere, the way I'm thinking at the time, you know. I don't know. It's a trip. I mean, I, mean, I hope not. Fuck. No, this, of course. This whole yeah. thought process is—it's still pretty crazy because I think we're brushing over something that's at least to me. I—I've always thought was very important, but and it kind of touches a little bit earlier on how we talked about you know what your destiny or your reality or your free choices, but now factoring in the brain chemicals. People are born with depression, which is a genetic, mm-hmm. you know, thing where you don't have certain chemicals, yeah. normal levels like others. Yeah. So does that mean that, I mean, it does mean that you see the world a different way. Like, it'll be harder for you to see the good things in, you know, yeah. a, your normal day or in everything else. And how much is that your destiny? Because literally that's how you were born. Yeah. Like that shit's insane too. Because of the whole chemical imbalance, how like your body just can't do it. Like, exactly. It's, it's, it, and it's scary to think about like there are people that are born like that. I mean, of course, there's medication to help, but like you're just born at a yeah. disadvantage. And that's where like long story short, that's when I started losing my faith in like God and stuff. Uh, is because like as a kid, I always felt sad for like people that were blind or some shit because I think to myself like, like okay, like if God is all loving. And God created how churches explain this beautiful world. Then why does he make certain people blind, certain people deaf, certain people with both blindness and being deaf. And then some people that can't walk, that can't enjoy the the world as easier than others. Why does God make, and this is what I'm just saying what, what I think in my head as I'm losing faith and stuff like that. I was like, if God is so loving, like why does he make these people, uh, have these disadvantages compared to others. And like, and the thing is, is like, um, my parents would tell me as a kid, like, Oh, well God did it because I super, I don't know, some shit about, I forget what, what they were trying to explain to me, but I was like, it just doesn't make sense. Like they're clearly at a disadvantage. You cannot tell me that that person, sure. They could be living a happier life than me. I can, I completely agree. Someone that's blind could be living such a happier life than me. I could write, but they're clearly at a disadvantage yeah. physically. Like, so I forgot. I think you, I think you said your dad would be able to answer this, but I asked my boss one time back when I used to work for a bank, I asked her, I was like, so why do God, why does God make these type of people? Why? And she said it's to save their soul. I was like, I don't know how that fucking makes sense, but yeah. like that, that like, I really don't. I was like, <laughs> yeah. how, like, what, like, how does that save somebody? But I thought maybe it, that's, that's why as a yeah. kid and like, as I grow older, I was like, I always bow down myself. I was like, why? Like, why? And it goes to that fact of like, where you hear movies and people say, oh, you're blaming God for it. Right. But like, but, but if you think God makes everything like then why, why? Like, why is that person at such a disadvantage? I, th- physically? I, I think it's a perception of things, you know? Because, um, like, uh, I don't know if you noticed, like, my hand. Like, I remember as a kid, I always tell my dad, like, why live, you know, same way. I always yeah. ask my dad, like, why, whatever, um, why did, why was I born like this? And it, I think it's a perception of things. Like, some of the most happy people in the world are people born with 
disability. You know what I'm saying? People that have every, you see people that don't have much, they're so happy. And then you see people that have everything that we could, and they're fucking sad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's just a perception of things. I mean, obviously, I feel like maybe they wish, but I don't know. It just, it's hard. You know, it's the same thing with like when people, like when, you know, when someone dies, you always think, oh God, why? You know, it just, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I admit that, like, I, I like, like, for real, like when I when I saw that as a kid and as a preteen, as a teenager, when I saw these people at such a disadvantage, I was like, dude, like, like if God says He's all loving, like there's just no way He would do this to somebody. And then, like in science, like it's just genetically, that's how it's genetically made. Like they were just their genes matched up to such a specific spot and way that this is how they were made. Mm-hmm. And that's when I was like, yeah, I mean everything's science at this point. Like there has to be a reasoning, right? But yeah. It's like a hard hitting question for some, like, like, and like, I was going to ask you, like, why do you think, why do, why do you think people are made like that Um, from a Christian standpoint? Sure. Right. I think, I think there's no easy answer. I think saying that God is good all the time is what we're like supposed to say. Mm -hmm. But I think the Bible has showed many times where God wasn't good. And so if you believe, you know, the later half of the Bible where God is very good and loving you know, why do we ignore the, the parts where he really punished people? Yeah, the Old Testament. Right? Yeah, the Old Testament. Um, and I think ultimately, at least the way I perceive it is that I think a lot of these bad things happen. And it's kind of like, I, I feel like it's a cop-out answer, but really I don't have a better explanation for it. But um, I think God just wants to test people. Test their beliefs. Um, test your faith. Yeah. And really the tests are what you make of it, you know? Mm. Like like we see those you know people who get viral because they don't have legs but they're insanely fit you yeah. know that they were tested and they prevailed you know they made the best of what they had you okay. know and this made them happier you know mm. but at the same time there's people who will lose body parts and they'll be homeless on the side of the streets now does that mean that they deserve what they got no but I guess what the Bible also says and what Christianity tries to teach is that you do have free choice. At least that's what we're told. Mm-hmm. So you make a series of choices that lead you to where you're going to go. Um, that that was God's ultimate gift to us that made us different than the angels. We can actually choose where we want to mm-hmm. end up going. Um, yeah. And even with all our problems, it's kind of like, a, I don't know, in a way... Sometimes it felt like, and this kind of sounds a little controversial to say, but it it seems like if you were given a disadvantage, it was almost like um, you had the perfect opportunity now to prove yourself to God that you're worthy and that you can oh. ascend to heaven yeah. if you perceive it that way. Mm-hmm. But most people may not. You know, they'll see something like, "Oh crap, I'm at a disadvantage. Why even? You know, just question everything, yeah. doubt." Yeah. But it, I think it is a test of your faith. Most most of all yeah. than anything. And I say it because no human being is perfect, and we hear that all the time. And even the most beautiful people have very, very deep insecurities, probably deeper than ours, yeah. to be honest. And that's what they're tested on. Their insecurities, yeah. their fame, their pride, you know, their egos. And mm-hmm. they might you could say they might fail on a daily basis. Those tests. Yeah. I mean, I, there is no right or wrong answer. That is a good answer. Am I like right or wrong? But there is no right or wrong, but what I'm trying to say is like that is a good answer to explain it because I was like, man, maybe in the next episode, Henry, we get a priest. 
But listen here, father. <laughs> hey, Eric you, was an altar boy. Really? You don't? Yeah, you didn't hear that? I think no. I heard about that. Actually. Eric Lopez was an altar boy when he was small. I like you put his full name. <laughs> Eric Lopez. He lives down the street. <laughs> Eric Lopez over at that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that, but man, that'd be cool if we had a priest, bro. No, oh, yeah. small kinds of questions. He like, might give you like, the body and uh, blood of Christ. Oh, dude, I'm like, bro, that tastes yeah. like shit. Get that shit away from me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, they, as a kid. I think the reason why he also like. Like, man, my parents forced me to go to church, forced me to go take. I remember as a kid, they gave me the brows. Like, man, this tastes like ass, bro. <laughs> this does not taste good. Um, the body of Christ does not taste good, <laughs> is what I'd be joking in my head. And I was like, the blood tastes nasty. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. No, it, yeah, man. It, when it comes to religion or anything and philosophy or whatever, like, it's always interesting thing about, like, uh, you always hear the story of, like, my favorite comedian, he said, uh, uh, I walk. He's like, I walked into a Catholic church, and then by the time I graduated, I was atheist. So it's it's always interesting to think that like how just this different trajectory changes our perspective and our beliefs, you know. Uh, and it's just I feel like uh, what I tell myself personally, my personal, so, like I guess relationship with God or with whatever belief I have is it's just a journey, and just trying to figure out you know what what what's what you know, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting, you know. Yeah, I feel you. I wish if I could, I'd love to like preserve right now my 26 year old self, so that I could have a chat with like my 80 year old self one day. I'll be sick as fuck, man. But some people make those videos, you know. Like, I'll be pretty cool to try it out. Like, make a video, just you and a camera, and then like somehow save it really safely. And then 80 years, you put your username and password. This is you. Right, I'll be, yeah. I'll be very like. I saw a video of a kid doing that. Like, it was a kid that asked, like, "Oh, how do you think of things, yeah. th- things now?" That's something you could do. I actually did that shit, bro. I probably should have posted it because it was honestly like a really powerful message. I cried when I saw my video, but I actually did that. Really? Um, I did a video of me like uh, I think it was like a year or two into college, and I was ta- telling myself like uh, how it felt to be graduated. Like, you know, like me asking my future self. Yourself. And I, it, I think the one that got me the most was when I asked myself, how does it feel to be at Harvard? Because that was like always a goal of mine. And I watched the video when I was at like the Harvard dorm. So that one was like, a, you know, it was really sentimental to me. Yeah. Because like, but it made you me know, cry. if you work hard through through your goals, you know, you can get to it, uh, you know. And yeah. I, I just made me feel good that, you know, the dream stayed and, you know, I got it. Even if it's a baby step, I got there. Yeah, man. Baby yeah. steps lead. Small steps lead to bigger leaps, man. That's right. Damn. Damn. We were going to ask you some advice, but you just laid it down. I was like, well, as long as you work hard through it. I think a lot of it is like, I also told my girlfriend about this because she has to study a lot for like damn cat when she took it and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And she just takes step to like see again to residency and stuff is like sometimes motivation is not always there. And then there's discipline. Yeah. I was about to where, say, I think yeah. motivation is overrated. Yeah. Motivation will never, won't always be there. Yeah. You, I'm, what I'm trying to say is motivation exists. You might get that motivation. You're like, damn, I can keep going. But I think what continues that on is the discipline that you have for your dream. Like, Ma- like- Mike Tyson has a quote. His fucking, I recommend his podcast to anyone. Cause I know Mike Tyson might be crazy, bro, but this motherfucker is so smart. He studied like all the, the warriors from like the Roman times, like he's so smart. But I mean, like one of the quotes and the simple he says is like, "Without discipline, you're nothing." And it's so true because like motivation is that low energy, low fuel, but discipline and consistency will take you far beyond what you can possibly imagine. You know, and this 
and I and I feel like everyone would agree it's kind of like uh, it's a trip, you know. Yeah. Um, because we're so for me personally, I'm so in my head where you start start to like self doubt yourself and stuff like that. But uh, I think as long as uh, I don't know, I just I feel like you just gotta stay consistent. I'm a very optimistic person, which my sister hates. She's very realistic. I'm a very optimistic person, just because like when you go through a lot in life, you always have to look at the silver lining. Yeah. But so, but like you just always have to stay positive and just work hard, you know. And like, you know, you, I feel like you're a proof of that. And I just feel like, yeah, man, just pursue, like, just pers- persevere, and yeah, and just work hard. I mean. Yeah, that's why I think that's yeah. If I could say some BS, that's what I would say. Yeah. Damn. And uh, I don't know how long we've been doing this, but this was like one of my favorites. It was, it was a good. I like this conversation a lot, man. This was fun, man. Yeah. This was one of my favorites as well up there. Like I have a few favorites, but this is definitely up there on the list because I I enjoyed it a lot um, because I definitely lost track of time, which doesn't matter. But like I really enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, man. anytime and yeah. some trippy shit. And then oh, when I had that mom, yeah. I'm like, damn, that's crazy to think about it like that. Yeah. I love that thing because I'm like <laughs> over here in my fucking head Cloud and nine. shit. It's yeah. a euphoric feeling, bro. And it's like anytime we get to lose our mind, kind of, you know, go yeah. insane a little bit, you know, to the outside world, you know. Oh god, because, I'm just gonna go crazy one day. No, yeah. because like <laughs> a lot of people don't think about it, and that's why I like, yeah. you know, that's why I like talking to you about stuff like that, like. I've said this I don't know if I said this publicly And I fucking mean this I put this on my dad's life So anyone that I care about I'd rather sit down with someone And have a philosophical uh, Psychology like uh, Conversation Than sex bro Like it brings me more pleasure Than you know that Because like Like after this conversation I'm gonna lay in my bed And be like What is life You know what I'm saying You know And uh, it just like Just Just I just love it, you know, and uh, and I'm I'm glad that we're able to get you on, bro. Uh, just always talking to you is a trip, bro. Like I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like thinking myself, bro. Like what? And, Dude, um, I was about to say Henry's going through it right now because I was like, what a comparison, man. I would rather have a uh, psychological conversation. I like, I've always sex. thought that. No, ladies, I, if you find him on Tinder, yeah, just know that. Just know He's that. gonna have that. He's gonna have. <laughs> philosophical conversation with the greater sign sex there you go <laughs> like, i don't want sex no because it's true like because i mean i feel like everyone obviously loves sex but like i, I love yeah. those type of conversations yeah, it was just crazy that the comparison you put was that yeah. and that because i mean no i, I know what yeah, you're okay. saying oh, okay no okay. i know what you're saying okay. but i was like that is crazy he just said that i was like interesting yeah but interesting how would you, thought how would you feel about a philosophical conversation during sex. Oh my god, whole uh, fucking orgasm! Like, I think I'll go to like, die. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, dude, I think I'll go super saiyan, or like, <laughs> <laughs> or like, I'll just reach a new form right there, bro. I think I'll, I'll become a god after that. Yeah. He's like, yeah, with the I'm whole like, beard. I'm like, I don't know if you ever seen Jimmy Neutron. I'm like Sheen with a big brain. No. After that. Oh yeah. yeah, but um, nah, man, yeah, we're we're happy to have you on here. And um, we always appreciate. First of all, we want to thank you for your time to come out here because it's never easy. I always appreciate people's time because it's something you can't get back. So yeah. hopefully, you don't go in the car and be like, "Fuck, I wasted my fucking time." God damn! Yeah, it's like real. shit. Like, man, fuck Henry, <laughs> yeah. so I'll never do this again, bro. Yeah, block Henry. <laughs> yeah, he's never unfollowed. I'm done. Send but, him a survey after this. Just, yeah, we have fucking zero stars. But now, guys, we appreciate you guys listening to our episode every week. 
Um, once again, like I said, we appreciate your time. I greatly do. Um, and the conversation gave us because it was very entertaining and interesting. Guys, we're on Instagram and TikTok. We actually broke 1,300 on TikTok. We're at 1,360. Hell yeah. yeah. Um, that's broken our podcast for both Instagram and TikTok. Um, and then we don't have that much of a following, Marcus. But if you want to plug yourself in, fuck it. Go for it, man. If you want to. You don't have to. Sure. If you're not big um, on social. Honestly, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't post too much of my deep thoughts. I'm kind of ratchet and a fool on on social media. He's like a whole yeah. different person. Yeah. yeah, but I will say, um, if you guys, you know, if anyone ever wants to reach about this shit, I do love talking about it one on one, especially like this. I'd love to come again. My uh, my Instagram is uh, Marco with two R's. Feel free to follow me. We'll put that in the description as well. On the 100%. post and shit. But guys, once again, as always, you guys have a kick ass week. <laughs>